0: Hello, and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me on this late February evening is Blaine and Shane. How's it going? Very
1: good,
0: very good. You meant to go in name order when they introduced you. I think
1: I did go first
0: I, th- I thought we had this nailed down. I thought well, like, who did you,
2: who'd you say first? I said they Blaine, haven't said in the names. I said Blaine name I it Blaine, and the
0: Blaine just didn't step up to the table, did he?
1: Well, I don't know how long you want me to how quit you want me to jump in. I thought it went on seniority.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shane's wise Captain. Um Apparently so, not if
2: I'm getting fucking third billing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Or am I am I like at the end of the credits where it's like it says well, it, you know, I like go on T V show there'll be like a, a star either. actor. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah,
0: they're not the lead but they're 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 the main event secretly. So yeah, I'll take that. So we are recording after Liverpool's one 0 victory over Chelsea in the Carnaval Cup final. Um, we watched this one in person, so I think I know how we were all feeling. Um any any real takeaways and how you're feeling now? Because I think yesterday I was listening to a lot of the drivel that the English media was serving up in podcast form. After the after the game, I was feeling great, and then I listened to the podcast and I felt a bit deflated. Um, I think I, I tweeted today, the second captain's kind of pumped it back up and I've been humming away Liverpool songs all day, so I would... Now, it's, now you've had time for it to kind of digest. How was it feel? I'll start with you, Shane, because you've kind of probably, I don't know, have you been detached from the English side of things or? Uh, yeah, since
2: 1916, baby. No. um, uh, Yeah, we're a uh, little history joke for you there. Of course the fucking children don't get it. Um <laughs> I got it. I, Yeah, uh, well, I, yeah, I, I expect audible acknowledgement of said Slandering your uh, colonial <laughs> ancestors, but yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, English side. I feel, I feel great. Yeah, winning trophies is 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 great. Winning finals is great, especially in that manner. Um, don't know why we don't do it more often. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, that's what I, you said about the English thing, like I listened. I like, I, I heard the football weekly was miserable. I mean, like, what are you doing listening to that in the first place? Because it's like after like a good big win like that, it's like oh, yeah, I am gonna consume all of the media listen to all the podcasts and I was like yeah I'm still not touching fucking
0: I, I feel lately. like society has passed beyond the need for Paddy Glenn I, so, I
2: can't believe I can't believe they're still going honestly ever since they got gutted by like totally football show which I did um, tune into and they have like the they literally have like the Chelsea TV guy on Matt who sounds
0: like Todd Bowley has a gun to his head after what he did to Pat Nevin
2: <laughs> It's a bit mad, isn't it, having, like, a, a literal... Not not that, like, that podcast is, like, any affiliations one way or the other, but, I don't know, having, like, the Chelsea TV guy, he was, like, ostensibly... When, back when I used to listen to them, and he was, like, some... He worked for someone else, but... Anyways, yeah, I heard him, and straight away, I was like, oh, cool, he's on, he's a Chelsea fan, and I could, like, hear his tone of voice. He, was, he still sounded good, like... And he was like, oh, yeah, I think Klopp, like, just brought on the kids, because it was really just about... It shows he's really just interested in the Premier League. I don't think he really cares about the the, the Carabao and he just doesn't want Alexis McAllister get injured and the kids kind of coming on is just besides the point where you're like yeah fucking cry more you, you dickhead but um yeah it's, I don't know Copland was great and yeah it's been like neutral fucking outlets are never going to kind of give us what we want we're we're, we're getting it off sky because fucking cars, cars are is not a bit fucking neutral when it comes to Liverpool so um yeah it was, it was grand. and then obviously like second captains as we all seem to do on this show shout them out uh the, it's quite a, quite a good, funny listen from, uh, from Ken early on that one, if, if Blaine hasn't got around to it yet.
0: Yeah, so Blaine, I've got a question for you. Have you sat down yet?
2: <laughs> just about.
0: Because we have a video where oh. you just bummer away from us and just start like, kicking like out.
2: Blaine's like fucking Clop. With, it's not just the big fucking coach. He spends all 90, or in this case 120 minutes, he's like He's punching his own open hand anytime. Anytime a pass is like a ball given away or or a tackle doesn't come off, he's doing that. We score, he's running down the the pub beer garden equivalent of the touchline. You know, he's gone. He's like Mourinho at Old Trafford. Uh, yeah, he's very very clapping in his manners and, and add to the fact that he's fucking massive as well to boot. You know, uh, yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, I uh, very much lived it, lived it all. Love that um, To be fair, I don't know the only one to listen to was uh, Second Captains is the only I don't really listen to many other football podcasts outside that the actual Liverpool centric ones. Um so Second Captains were the only one and I thought that were pretty enjoyable. Um I did watch back the extra time of the game as well, um just to, to see the Neville commentary of it all and how we got more and more frustrated with Chelsea literally just because he wanted them to win <laughs> which was very funny yeah. but yeah I've, I've not been dampened by it I think the going into it I'd say about a month ago when we played them in the league Chelsea I was a bit blase about it just because we had so many other things going on and then since having um, all the injuries and kind of seeing the team I think that was more what drove the nerves at the time but also wanting to win it just because we had that team out and almost wanting to do it because of that it made it more special um, obviously, as Klopp said, and everyone else has said it, the way we won it has made it even better than I could have imagined.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys shut off to get some Scandinians, and I, when I met me, um, me dad and some family, um, I mean, me dad has been everywhere, seen us to the lot, everything, um, and you know, in his words, it's it's up there with well. It, it it's obviously beyond Istanbul, but it's up there with Istanbul in terms of like the most impressive final performances um seen from Liverpool just purely because of the context of it all. Um I don't think it's worth us giving any air to the nonsense fire of, you know, Chelsea had a younger team on average and stuff like that because people just obviously don't know how the law of averages work. Um but I, I I, I my real takeaway was that Liverpool really do owe a medal to Alex Inglethorpe, who's the academy director, because just the pure, um, just just ahead head on on the young lads, like just to have the wherewithal to to go into a game like that, you're you're late in the game, you've got to obviously going cold, and then it, it I mean if, as nil nil goes, I mean it was it was quite rambunctious, it was it was it was really. There was a lot going on, it was end to end, a lot of transitions and and th- there was a bit of needle in it as well. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to the, um, well, I'm sure we'll get to pen Chilwell specifically at some point. But t- t- to keep the heads and, and to be as calm, composed and like well beyond the years, I, th- I think the hat's got to go off to Jern Klopp, it's got to go off to Victor Matos and that, it's got to go off to Alex Inglethorpe as well. I mean, we've seen it with Bradley in other games. Um. As well, Trent kind of transitioned relatively seamlessly. Jones kind of over time as Elliot. Um, but yeah, I, I think Alex Inglethorpe definitely deserves quite a bit of credit, um, for his part in it. Um, Shane, did any of the young lads particularly stand out? I know they were all standouts, but was the one I know you're a fan of Bobby Clark, like myself, but
2: um. Not like not out from each other. They were all just collectively really impressive. Um obviously I'm I'm gonna give like Kelleher the the shout. He who was, to be honest, the he was the man of the match if you'd like if you kind of take it on the balance of things, because he literally makes like at least two kind of really good saves that that somehow kept it nil nil. Um I I was watching the sky uh the Monday night football YouTube clip of like uh, Dave Jones, they must have been talking about Premier League, but he said he didn't sound super confident. You can tell still getting to they were talking about XG on target, which is like XG like after someone shoots. So it's like it's not like just the quality of the chance, it's the quality of the actual finish, supposedly. And they said that like Chelsea had put up two point nine one, nearly three goals worth. And obviously Kelleher kept it all out of the shots that were on target. And he said something like um only five performances in the Premier League, I probably I'm forgetting how far back it goes, but like it was just like kind of a, an insane performance. Like statistically in that sense, and like he, he, like watching it as well. It was like a brilliant performance by him, um, and yeah, like not not for the first time in a in a cup final, but uh, this was probably like yeah, this would be even more so than the League Cup final when he like he he is a penalty specialist, but he didn't save any of the ten penalties, but then scores his own and kept a blaze. Is over. This is like, Van Dyke got it because like, he's kind of Van Dyke, a bit like the last League Cup final when I thought Keller could have won it then as well, if if anyone's going to get it from us. But Van Dyke getting the goal is kind of like fair play. But I thought he was kind of brilliant. And, and he's someone we're going to have to kind of rely on for at least the next few weeks as well. So it's it's nice to have a a number two like that. But I thought each of the young lads, McConnell, Clark, Dan's, were all brilliant when they came on. Kwanzaa comes on for the last 15 as well and, and just slots in. It, it's hard to kind of, pick any one of them out to be honest especially from the subs they all just came in and gave something different and, and we're all brilliant and like I said yeah credit to the, the academy guy uh, kind of bringing them through but I guess it also feels like we, no other manager could we have done that under like it, it, what other manager would kind of not only do that but, but pull it off like Wenger did it once he played like kids against a much better Chelsea team in like 2007 final and they went 1-0 up but eventually lost 2-1 uh, but yeah this was like yeah just amazing from from all of them and, and like it kind of oh I like I said in, in the context as well of us missing so many players, like it's probably not the last time we're gonna see them between the FA Cup, the Europa and, and even the league. We we could see them having to come on to give like other senior players what little ones we have left to break. So yeah, massive on the day and brilliant performance for them and and bodes well for the future, kind of short and long term.
0: Yeah, um just on Gala I mean going forward I think it's a massive kind of there's now an air of confidence around them and i think with goalkeepers you've kind of got to earn that really the hard way um and i mean exactly that that, that fair save was just unreal uh, that is genuinely one of the best saves i mean obviously i think on the second captain's just another fucking shameless plug but i think it was likened to the to the um to the deck save again Shevchenko, I don't think it was quite as miraculous. Well, it might have even been because it was—it was more deliberate, to be fair. Um, so yeah, it—it I—I it, I think there's certainly more confidence, especially looking forward. Um, Wakefield, that's massive. Um, I mean that that is a bit of an asterisk because he's twenty-five, but yeah, you know, apart from that. Um, Blaine, a, a, any standouts for you, or is it just kind of the same across the board?
1: Um, I think there's a with, with obviously the uh, the talk of midfield in the summer and coming up against Caicedo, said I thought Endo were, were brilliant. Um, and he played the well the full full game during the one twenty. And talking about the Kellerer save, the block he makes. On, I'm not sure if it is following up, but the way he even gets in to make the block is unreal. And I just thought he did he did everything, just as you'd want him to do. He, he was all the way through the game, prominent in it. Defensively, even on the ball, I thought the little times he'd fit the ball around to someone else. I just thought it was a brilliant performance. exactly the type of performance you'd expect from a £100 million midfielder, never mind someone we bought from Stuttgart in the summer as a kind of emergency backup. Um, I thought it was unreal. And the, obviously, the way you, I think you said it, there at the time, he looked like he hadn't even played a game by the end of it. He, he, didn't, he never looked tired. I mean, McAllister were great as well, but he can tell he flagged. Whereas Endo just seemed to be from minute one to minute 120, just 10 out of 10 on top of his game. And I thought he was, he's really made me um, look a fool really, because I was one of those in the summer. who were just, you know, absolutely heartbroken when Kai Stado fell through. And I I don't even know what I want to say when I saw the news come through that we were buying in, but
2: I, I couldn't love him anymore. I just adore the man. So we were still slagging him off on here. I think as recently, I'm trying to think when it was. Uh, it's definitely me and you, anyways, Dave. Because we were like, it was his first few league appearances or just appearances in general. I think it was like Europa League, and we were like, this guy hasn't played at all for us. He's supposed to be plug and play, even though like very few players are. Let alone the clock team. We were like, why have we bought him? What's the point? You know, we were like, we see him. He doesn't look that good. He looks like he's literally just a body that we could have used a kid for but like yeah he he was fucking unbelievable and you said like he doesn't get tired i guess it's because he's kind of he is one paced but in a good way he just kind of he kind of looks the same in the first minute as he does in the 120th not like you know he's it not like eh? yeah it is and he's he, he's got like, he's got such a cool aesthetic i think like the gum shield kind of adds to it as well the got got, little like, uh,
0: uh, wrist wraps as well
2: yeah, he's, he's got kind of like a wrestler, kind of <laughs> like an amateur wrestler, an MMA fighter kind of almost vibe to him. He, he's he's like a grinder of a player. Do you know, he just kind of, he's just constantly there fighting, winning his battles. Like, I think he's he's so good with the ball in like the simplest way possible. I, I saw a player ratings that said that they have a, like a, some loud player rating, they like he's like, he's the guy I tell my my son to watch just because of how, how simple he makes the game look, kind of in a similar way to McAllister, but McAllister's got like a lot more obvious inherent quality to him, whereas Endo just like, he just constantly makes like really good, simple decisions in and out of possession, and just makes the game kind of look easy in that way, while still being like an, an absolute battler, and um, I've I, I kind of decided he's like a slower Roy Keane, in terms of like, Roy Keane was never like super flashy or anything, and his part of his legend as a player is like his character and leadership and all that but like just in terms of just getting it and giving it, playing little balls around the corner if it's not on, no one went to if they're spacing behind just to turn and get us up the pitch you know it just just everything he good does is just good and yeah against up against Caicedo in particular it was like, it, it was some performance he's another one who could have got a man in the match and I'd have had no argument with it
0: Yeah I, th- I think if, if it wasn't Kelleher I mean that's for you against Van Dyke as well. There was, there was just three particularly I guess monumental performances. Um, but yeah, as, as you said, I mean, I, I mentioned Jordan again tonight. Like he just kind of passes the ball round the corner like so simply, so effortlessly. Um, it's a pretty hard thing to master. Um, and you could literally see him within the first fifteen minutes, just kind of downloading information, and you know he. he just kind of adapts on the fly as the game goes. It's, he does it's... seem
1: to get better as games go on as well. Yeah, and yeah. I, thought that he, I think that was very evident in his first few games, like the Europa League games. I think it was second half, he'd, he'd really pick it up and, and get there. And I still think there's a bit of lack with him. I think Burn when he just come back after the um, internationals, they were a bit like that. But you can tell that he's one of them. He seems very coachable and very in a game. He, he can work it out. Probably the experience of him as well. He can work out what needs to be done. And he's it's very rare that you see him have a bit anything below 6 out of 10. That probably comes with, obviously, experience, but he can just work out what needs to be done and he grows into it, which is obviously great to have. But I thought he was great from the start on, on
0: Saturday or Sunday, whenever it was. No, he he was, but he got even better. Like, if that was kind of the base level, you know, 6, 7 out of 10, and then he just got better and better and better. And Enzo, Enzo Fernandez is Enzo Fernandez is a great player, um, and I mean Moses Caicedo was. You <laughs> just I don't know what's going on with him. He doesn't even look fit. Even even being completely honest, um, but I mean just the way Endo ran. I I mean you you said it in your you, Shay? Like like he makes it look simple. And Enzo was was doing things. He was just. I mean he could have had the ball. I think it was stale on the left side and he tries this outside the foot pass into jackson um at some point and it, it's just it's doing simple things like that not costing the team keeping it going receiving the ball in the half turn again flicking the ball moving it progressing it kind of with sure little passes around the corners stuff like that and it, it's just really basic things that didn't cost us whereas i think chelsea's midfielders really did cost them obviously they were going up against Endo, he was just super combative midfielder. I think McAllister again was was really good. Um, he did flag. Um, but yeah, I mean, go on, Shane. I think you you were gonna say something on Endo as well.
2: Oh, I uh, no, something just came to me because I was like, he's kind of like uh, if a dad joins in in like a a kid's training session, <laughs> but but he's but but he's only allowed kind of sit at the back. And just help the other team recycle the ball and just like win it. If someone gets kind of lucid. and he's he's not allowed like you know be an adult around kids and like do things. He's just kind of like that endo. It. It's just like it's all very simple and sensible. He still has quality as well. Like we think of the Fulham goal, and he's had some like really nice. Was it in midweek against Luton? He like he wins it in the midfield. And he does. He plays a really nice lofted ball over the top for for Gakpo or Diaz. You know he has like a bit of quality, but. Like I said, unlike, he contrasted with Enzo, who maybe he feels the pressure of having the price tag or something. He has quality and he feels like he needs to show it. Whereas Endo is just like, especially because we're so possession-based now, it helps, so he'll just keep it ticking over, ticking over. It was kind of something Henderson, the, yeah. the Hendo, Endo replacement w- would do at his best, particularly at six. He would just, he just move it. he just get it, move it, get it, move it. Like, it's like Liverpool. I, I was thinking about that, watching the game, I was like, Liverpool, you know, pass and move liverpool groove and all that and like it's it's such a cliche and it's so simple but it's it's completely true it's just like just keep it moving keep the ball moving make the other team move around look for angles and if it's not on just recycle it and go again and go again and yeah just such a such a such a smart like player and you see commentators again they're kind of slowly cottoning on to him they're not like giving him like the early season subasleigh rave, rave reviews cuz like subasleigh is so like fucking eye catching at his best but yeah, he's just uh as the season's gone on, he's been he's kind of been one, one of the players of the season, particularly on a, like a, a per appearance kind of ratio because he's obviously not been like like he's probably not in the top 11 minutes most played maybe he is at this stage but just like yeah, he, he just doesn't let you down at this stage and it's not even like he's a solid 6 or 7, he's like he's kind of average and feels like 7 8 out of 10s minimum in most games his his baseline is just like so high for us right now and hopefully he can keep it going especially with the big games we've got coming up.
0: Yeah, I do. I do think he is kind of cultivating this cult hero status, kind of already. Um, guess it helps with the season that we're having, but he, he does seem to be underappreciated by the masses, which is fine. You no, know, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as Klopp said, you know, I think I think we've actually. Don't get me wrong. I think I say there's a different player to be into Liverpool, but I think we've. We've ended up coming out of it pretty well because, let's be honest, 100 and, what was it, 10 million for? there was an overpay regardless. It was an overpay maybe that we felt we had to do.
2: He still costs more than, I think, our, our, our three, because our, our midfield yesterday, the starting midfield with Gravenberg, uh, you forget that all three of them are new signings. I'm pretty sure they all cost less combined than what yeah, Kaysedo did. Uh, yeah, thought. probably was It was kind of, uh, did, did Kaysedo, like I say, he probably would have been good for us uh but he wouldn't be the disaster, is at Chelsea? Because Chelsea just seems like a a black hole failure at I, like the moment. That. I don't but even think he looks fit. Yeah, who knows what's going on. There's so many things up at that club. Uh, yeah. Um So in terms of
0: what, what 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 does what does this do? I mean we can go into the game. It's it's itself, obviously we spoke about the saves. Um I mean, do you, do you want to get into Gravenberg and kind of the, the 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 bit of needle in the game? I guess. Um. I mean, Shane. I'm sure you've got some thoughts on Tori Benchilwell.
2: <laughs> Arch Tori. I've been saying that for years. He looks like, especially when he was younger. You look like he looks like kind a of
0: Harry Potter character, like
2: a bully. Yeah, he's like he's actually he could have been Draco Malfoy. He could, he have, could have been like... be Draco Malfoy. I was, I, 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 used, I used to say Harry <laughs> Maguire looks like one of the lads who stands beside him you know the big tall grunt <laughs> bully whereas like Ben Chilwell actually looks like he could be the lead kind of bad guy as 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 Ken Early called him the arch Tory you know like I've been saying that for years that he reminded me of like a, 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 a Tory student and now he's like a bit older and he wears the Chelsea uh, captain's armband sometimes which is funny in its own right Um yeah there was there was a bit of snideness about it I suppose that, like I say the thing he's actually not even looking at Gravenberg when he does him but oh, he's just such a fucking reckless bastard that like, you know, o- only he could do that by accident, you feel like, um, mangling Gravenberg's ankle. And the Bradley, Chilwell thing is funny now, especially with like Bradley's, Bradley posted a bunch of Instagram pictures and the first one is him just like, <laughs> with with the arms out to to Chillwell, And like, Bradley has this kind of, he looks like so many lads I know in Ireland. <laughs> you just be, like, little fucking prick heading him. you know you can just imagine him like like he's probably done that like countless times back when he's playing like GAA and like half the game is like if the other ball is up the if the ball is up the other end of the pitch in GAA because it's like 15 a side so you just man mark all over the pitch you spend like if, if the ball's on the other side of the pitch you spend that time like just you, you're just like hitting the other guy basically you just like spend <laughs> all the free time hitting each other and shouldering each other until the ball kind of breaks towards you, and then you actually start like playing football. But the rest of the time is just spent like being snide. And to be fair, Bradley does actually initiate that, uh, as was pointed out. With like, he basically like rugby tackles Chilwell, like drives through him and everything. So, like, yeah. I, I, on replay, you kind of see why Chilwell was pissed off, and then both of them getting yellows is like, whatever. But, um, I think, I think Chilwell got into it with, uh, wow, got, yeah, he got into it, with Clark as well. A uh, Clark, Clark kind of looks like. I mean, his dad was a fucking. Snide fucker as well, so maybe that's no surprise that like Clark has that in him. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think, was there any other Chelsea lads or was it mainly just Chilwell and the Caseta tackle
0: Um I think I think McAllister and Jackson had a bit of a how to do after Chilwell. Try that to get um
2: Oh yeah, sort
0: of. I I I really did not know McAllister had that. He seems like just like a cartoon character at times. Um he definitely does have that bit of a South American snide, angry. Um, I mean that's true. He, he, well, he's he, got he, the fiery
2: that. redhead meets like uh, <laughs> meets Argentinian, like it's it's fucking if you think about it, it's a wonder he's not more of a fucking header.
0: Yeah, he might be he, he might kinda of be on the download, just that little smile that he's got in his ears, he is like a fucking like a little cartoon character. He looks um, like Messi
2: when when he's when he's going around mouthing off like that, he really reminds me of Messi. No that's no, not just not like, like...
0: In the World Cup, I was saying, like, literally, the, the, the highest compliments I can give Alexis McAllister is that I, I was constantly mixing them two up.
2: Yeah, they look alike, don't they? Just with their, especially old Messi now, he's kind of like a little bit hunched and shuffly. And, like, obviously, McAllister's in his peak years, but he's like, he's kind of obviously not the fastest or the strongest, as, as we harped on about earlier on in the season. But yeah, they they do kind of look alike in a, bit, in a bit that way.
0: And it, it was the way they were playing, like, in tight spaces. McAllister is really good in tight spaces. Um, you know, not that we really had to see it. Um so I mean got going forward into the season, obviously Gravenberg is out for the next couple of games. Um how, how are we feeling hoping obviously we don't really know about Salah and Nunez, but um does does the performance of Dykes of Clark and McConnell give you kind of hope if maybe they were called upon? I mean it's not the Nicest fixture to be thrown in the deep end in at, at um at Forest, but I mean I'll, I'll go to you, Blaine. How how would you feel?
1: Um, you've got a have a fair for them after uh, what they've done recently. I mean, the a cup final at Wembley is probably as big as it gets in terms of obviously the pressure of it. Although I'd said, uh, obviously, by the time we get to Forest, I'd be shocked. Sabozla, so he's not starting that game, even though he has been out a while. I'd be, I'd be amazed if he isn't. Um, you want him to? Yeah, I do. I, I don't really get the reason not for him to start, if I'm being honest. If you get beat off Forest, City looks a lot different either way. And If it was touch and go for the final, and if he's touch and go for tomorrow night, then for me, you, you've got to play him. Especially with the circumstances of where we are in the league and what we've got available. I I, I wouldn't be averse to seeing, you know, Clark or McConnell get minutes, uh, but it's still, as you said, it's a, it's a, a massive game and you, you want your best players on the pitch. No offence to the young lads. Um, but if you can start him, I would start him um, on Saturday. But for the Southampton game, then, I think it's more of who's available now. I think that's what you're looking at. I think Southampton is your... Uh, you sacrifice in terms of if you are gonna put a team out that might just get beat, even if you have played a championship team at home, that is your one. And then see what you can get for uh for Saturday. But I, I think we'll be fine in both to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean I think Southampton are probably gonna to have to rotate as well. So I mean again, God knows what we're gonna end up putting out because I don't think any of them will really be risked. Um. We'll, yeah. I. I. really don't know what team we're going to end up on. now. it might end up looking like something that we haven't seen since remember that um that game when we were at the Club World Cup against Villa. I yeah,
2: yeah. I think your back five
1: you should be all right. I'm assuming. Um, Kwanzaa, Kwanza Bradley. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You can probably start. More. You can probably start the guys that came off early. Not that I'd be, not that I'd be mad to be throwing McAllister into that because he's just he he's important at the best of times. Never mind now when he's yeah. one of the last three surviving senior midfielders that we have. Um, but yeah, like there there'll be a solid back five there to to build off of anyways. Even I'd, I'd maybe give maybe throw Van Dyke in there uh, and give Canato the rest just because is... The only other thing is that it does
1: go to extra time. If we don't uh, get the Ooh. job done, or, either way, because there's no replays now, is going forward in, in the competition? Oh, so <laughs> um, it's just
2: it's just such an inferior cup competition, isn't it? In every way, like every little rule is just worse. <laughs> so you don't want that. So either way, I think
1: you want it done in the night. So yeah,
0: I hopefully... mean, looking at what Klopp did in the Carabao, like I, it would be fucking hilarious seeing the team they put out for the last five minutes if we <laughs>
2: Yeah, what's he going to do? Is he going to take off the under 18s and start throwing on the under 12s? Like, how can he possibly fucking take it any further? <laughs> I'll go the other way and put um, heads of uh, Windows
1: and himself on up front. Adrian and goals. Um, fucking
0: hell, Adrian might get a game, yeah. I think Adrian
2: yeah, will get a game. I mean, like, because you, you know me more than anyone, I'm always willing to just lash kids into the cups. I'll am I'm, I'm. I'm I'll be advocating for it come, like, Europa time. Um, But, like, Surely, if if ever they've shown they can do it, you obviously need like a couple of. You, you can't just put out like front six of kids. There has to be like a couple of senior players in there, just for the you know, just just for some kind of like. Leadership in there, but um, I think McAllister starts to be honest. Yeah, because uh, uh, oh, I don't like. It, Indo I,
0: Endo on, picked up a bit of a knock.
2: Yeah, and, and he did hundred and twenty. So it's
0: like you don't want to. You might not Endo be able
2: Dind- to. In training today.
0: Yeah he was in training but he's picked up enough it doesn't
1: he? Oh, I mean I don't think you play anyone who played 25 away because that would be just be
0: idiotic but I think um, the move will would probably be Clark, McConnell McAllister
2: yeah, Well yeah because McAllister and McConnell they can kind of they can do what like McAllister and Endo do where like they're both kind of double pivot but McAllister can get forward as and when he chooses he can kind of he could probably just dominate the ball as well and hopefully not have to do too much running. But um
0: The front the yeah. front line, the one for me. Like it's probably gonna I mean Elliot played 120, Diaz played 120. So uh assume Dan's one,
2: one of the hundred and twenty lads will probably have to go, probably not Diaz, because he actually looked dead at the end. Uh but one I'll of I'll probably go Elliot,
0: Elliot. I'll probably go Elliot, Dan's
2: be able to go again, I think.
1: Who, who not was that? Starting in, you're not starting any of the 120, surely.
0: I know but who's gonna start? We've got no attackers. Gordon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gakpo. Yeah, a good yeah, G- yeah Gakpo will start on the left. Gak-Bow? Dan's down yeah. the middle, but it's who's on the right, but yeah, it will probably be Gordon.
2: What um Gordon wasn't on the bench though, was he? No. No he not What's that about? Uh why is he not getting in ahead of Neone? Uh no idea. I think Neoni's been a
1: regular presence on the bench rather than Gordon, though,
0: hasn't he? Yeah, I do think Neoni's like one of the um rising stars of the Academy. Like
2: it... I did, I didn't Gordon play recently against it was an Norwich. Gordon was on the bench for Luton, I'm pretty sure. Yeah he was. But he, but he played he played a game as well, didn't he? Or came off the bench in some game.
0: I think it was Norwich. Um really. Neoni like I mean if that if that if that final's in two years' time, like Neoni's playing. Yeah. Like he's getting on the pitch. It's, he, he'll he, probably get on the pitch tomorrow to be he, fair. He does look like a child, <laughs> like a, a very talented child. But he looks like he's so slender. Like when you see him in person, it's like fucking. Hell. Like you, you, you just really wouldn't wish it on the kid to go go in the pitch with a bunch of professionals. But I, I guess suppose he for is.
2: Dan's Dan just looks ready physically,
0: doesn't he? Dan's he's like. Dan, it's 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 scary to think that Dan's turned eighteen a month ago. Like he 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 was seventeen. <laughs> Last and he's month. there.
2: He's there, leaping in the air and hitting, like having having headers that are being tipped like, over. He, he like he was you know?
0: going into legit physical deals with the who who is like pretty physical centered off. And he that,
2: blocks. He's 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 running interference as well for the goal. Like it's him and Quansa are the two heavies that like. Van Dijk uses to screen from like the Zazie as well so it's like yeah, yeah he's, he's
0: a big lad he's got a leap on him you can tell by that either um sort of reported he, has, he had well he had Osgood Schlatter's which is fucking shit speaking from um first-hand experience I don't know if any of you guys what either. is it
2: what is it
0: it's called Osgood Schlatter's it's um it's basically ground paint on steroids um, it's when you grow a lot in a short period of time, you get these, like, lumps on your knees. Um, I got them. You just get these kind of, like, balls of inflammation on your knees. It's really, really shit. It's very painful. Um, I think he, he said he went from five two to 6 foot in, like, a short period of time. I went from, like, five five six to, like, how tall I am now, what, like, 6-ish? Um,
2: Jesus. there's some inhalers we've got there at Melwood,
0: huh? Well, yeah, I, like there's no chance he was playing through that. Like I could hardly walk when I had it. It's not like
2: Jeffreys' thing as well.
0: Um, I don't think that's what he's got. I think it is no, just no, kind no, of pains on steroids. Yeah.
2: So is he going to be taller when he comes back? Now? Yeah, <laughs> he
0: is. He, I I saw him next to Darwin the other day, he looked, Oh yeah, like, I
2: Yeah, there was that photo, and Darwin's like six two, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, that one's a bit yeah. sad. That one, and he I was think. already
2: tall. He, well, he wasn't short. Uh, yeah, no. By so yeah, yeah maybe he's,
0: he's
1: close to being back in. Well, uh, he said it today.
2: But, did, yeah. you top, did you see the exact quote? It was like, he was look. I was looking at him training and I was like, why is he not playing? And then like, I think a, a doctor nudged him. <laughs> <to> him. <laughs> and it was like, oh yeah, he's he's had the pains, but they think he might be ready soon. And like, for all the talk of like, McConnell and, like, all the kids, like, Bajetic could be... Yeah, then Bath would be massive. He he could be the best of the lot, honestly. He's so good, yeah. uh, Bajetic. You'd you forget it because he was good in that, such a shit season for the team, but... I don't even
0: think that's an argument. Like, I don't I don't even think, even think that's up for the reason. I think he's quite comfortably the best of them. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: I think the, the difference with this season last season, you wouldn't have thrown any kids in if you didn't have, you know, any confidence in them last season because it was, you know, like, throwing... Them to the to the wolves, on it? Whereas they must have had a lot of faith in him, and he and he showed it, and he performed well. That's season where It's a lot easier to do it this season when you're flying and everything's going well to add a kid. Come on, um, but
0: yeah, It's it's a risk doing what he did with the midfield. Uh like we didn't really know what the problem was with Bajic at the time, so I was like, I mean, I don't really want to see us relying on this what 19 year old returning from injury. Now I know what it is. You know, but it you, you can get over it. Um and yeah, it looks like it's paid off. I mean the club has done a lot of proven wrong, have Over the past season. Um
1: the kind of no time scales it the body tells you more than anything else. When it's yeah. ready.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah it's
2: not an injury. It's like just a condition. Or not, not even a condition, it's just growing pains. It's just like just one of them and Jared had it as well.
0: Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, getting him, getting him back. You know, the the joke was always, you know, where's Tiago and Bacicic been? You know, Tiago is just yeah, going. That
2: was the report. tiago forever, dead.
0: but Bacicic <laughs> might be the one that comes back and actually it has that kind of impact that people Today. were hoping to get from Tiago.
2: Today, I didn't have any sources on it. it was just one of those aggregator accounts, and it was like, they think Tiago's. Played his last kick for Liverpool.
0: I think that was based oh, what on what Klopp
2: said, wasn't it? What a scoop that was! Caught <Scoot. laughs> <Hot laughs> off the fucking presses. We'll always have that. It, it wasn't it. We because remember we were playing at the weekend. I was doing like higher and lower for like <laughs> Nabi and Thiago. Uh, Lee, I can't get over how little <laughs> Nabi plays. I told you, you didn't believe like, me.
0: People Google Google how much that the play for Liverpool. You will be shocked. Like we I was saying, it got
2: lost among the memes and the jokes, didn't it? the, hook, the cold hard numbers. <laughs> I just he just doing so, much so well stuff like that, in, that in, in the quadruple season then you think in Champions oh, League. Oh yeah, he was because he was because yeah, I remember he played a bit in Champions League and he was probably he's probably perpetually regaining. I mean, he all the
1: finals, did not well. like oh, oh, yeah, he? Was, in the end. Well he features of them but he starts Oh no, he starts City, do he doesn't start the FA Cup final. Yeah, oh, him and, the FA Cup final. Can't
2: him, and, him Fabinho and Thiago were unlocked as a trio away to fucking Benfica in like April. <laughs> that that's how like that's how long we had to and wait to unveil that trio. That would like navigate
1: a Twitter's fans
2: dream on it that Henderson gone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, speaking of captains' performances, I I don't think we really give Van Dijk the praise he needed. Because we were saying, weren't we, during the game, like, set pieces is our only threat. And let's be honest, he is our main threat from set pieces as much as he probably doesn't score as many as we'd want him to. But, I mean, he scored two in that game. He scored one against
2: Luton. I think he's got a really good record at this stage now. Like, you're talking about the only centre-halves that I think maybe scored, like, more... Because, like, cause like, Hippia, I remember, had a really good record. And I think I was comparing his record to Hippia. Hippia obviously had, like, 10 seasons worth. But um, I think I think he's averaged something like five goals minimum a season, which, like, from center half is really good. You're talking only, like, John Terry and then, like, lads who don't even really count, like, Sergio Ramos, who are, like who maybe take the odd penalty and stuff like that who like consistently deliver those kind of numbers from from set pieces? From maybe Vidic as well. And I guess I like that Grant, goal like, has him.
0: that ability though. Has,
2: yeah.
1: That,
0: that, that, that's the thing.
2: He does get
1: a lot of shots away I would say even if he doesn't always get them right he does get a lot of um, chances I'd say. He, he wins his duel it's just sometimes he doesn't go in I think. So he, he makes a really good was it Luton where he nearly scores a second and he makes a really yeah. good save. Um and then Brentford, he almost scores one race to the post. So we think, well, recently he's really stepped up. Um, about five yeah, and three well. games. The <laughs> Luton yeah. one's like
2: a carbon copy, isn't it? Except it's just, like, yeah, yeah. It's, an out, it's an out-swinger except an in-swinger, but they both go to the exact same spot and they fly in past the goalkeeper to the far corner almost the exact same way. Do
0: you think after the add one there'll be a bit of a spotlight on these? Well, it's like a fucking basketball screen, isn't it? It's like a pick-and-roll that people are setting up from corners or do you think it'll just be wrote off as offside?
1: I've no idea. You can't second you with can't these refs What, so what? <laughs> If they're going to decide to now pick something up because it seems to me they've got a tension span of two weeks max and then something else comes up and like, oh God, we've got to focus
2: on this now. So. Was the matchup uh, goal in the same final two years ago and Van Dijk yeah. is the one doing the blocking? That was, was that, obvious, given it, that was But was that given an offside or a foul?
1: It was offside, wasn't it? Offside, but it was the same situation. He was interfering with play, so it's offside, which is which is what this was given as. Wasn't it offside technically?
0: For interfering with play. Yeah, but well, to me, you're only interfering with play if you are literally in, like. And in
2: the, in the VARs, much- and the VARs just fucking call it. You know, like don't send. Like, I I think I've seen it once in my life, out of God knows how many fucking interminable. VR booth reviews, where they've actually gone over and kept their original decision. They've not gone with like the VR. The VR recommendation to go look at it is actually like the recommendation to change it. Can they just fucking do away with that fucking shit? It just adds like a layer of fucking pointlessness. Just fucking. I think that's even
1: worse. I think you see it more in Europe where they where they stick to the decision because I think over here it's kind of like I'm not going to make any decision. I'm not going to referee.
0: You just do it for me. So whatever (laughs) you think. Then I'm gonna to have to go with that. Did you hear when? Because uh, th- obviously the commentators have access to the VAR kind of, yeah, all, yeah. You, don't they? So did did you hear like Neville and Carragher were kind of commentating on what the referee was saying after the Gravenberch foul? Where yeah, yeah. But what what they were saying was like the referee was just kind of shitting himself that he's missed something. Yeah, like, he, he was constantly asking for reassurance and and stuff like that. And it's 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 like he he's just gonna do what he's told to do. Like, so that's
1: another thing that says to me that they're not—they're not, they're not rep- Well, I think that was tough because he couldn't—he he probably didn't see as bad as it was. He probably, obviously, it should have been a foul, but I don't even if saw how bad the challenge was. No, well, I'm not—I'm not—I'm
0: not blaming but, them for not sending them another on. Another one, one
1: where it just seems like they don't want to referee game. They don't want to make the decision. They don't want to look stupid. So it's almost like I'll just do nothing, and then because of the ever-changing bars of what's. A red card. What's a penalty? What's a foul? Things just end up getting missed because they they don't want to make a decision, and then it, everything just feels so in the kind of corridor of uncertainty about everything. that I you get frustrated with it because one week one something's a foul, one week another thing's not, and then you don't know where you sit with anything.
0: I mean the 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 fact, Chilwell, Colwell. And Kitey, they went, booked within what twenty minutes it was. He was
2: failed, setting the well. stall out, wasn't he? That he's just not gonna, he's not gonna give cheap bookings early on, even for, for pretty blatant fouls. Because then he's no was it. That was like fucking.
0: Especially
2: no, but the chill well one. That's, that's what he's telling himself. He's like, you know, he's he's just not interested in in having to eventually send someone off. So he kind of he, he allowed that to happen, but. Uh, but 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 second captain's plug uh, alert again. But the then. <laughs> uh, but what Ken Early said on, he was like, he was like, there's the complete fucking. Just they don't like said Blaine. They don't want to make decisions. They just kind of let it go with these tackles. But then when it comes, you contrast that with like the offside things where they're like looking for any kind of possible reason to not give a goal. You know, it, it's like that really weird contrast, and it's also like the thing of like, let it flow, except for but, when fucking crippled mangle player is on the floor and you have to take five minutes to get him off. He's like, hey, let's just clean this shit up, you know, and let's let's get on with it. You know, it's like but
1: then they go into the opposite thing where then as soon as they brandish yellow card, it's like, well now you can get a yellow card for anything now. This is I've got this out now, so everyone's getting one. And games end up with like everyone I mean we was it five to two ended up. How we ended up five to two for us is, is insane on yellow cards.
2: <laughs> I didn't Wait, realize we ended that, up with right. five buttons to there team. Yeah, apparently. What? Hang on, I need to look that up.
0: Yeah, I'm not having that.
2: Who 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 got booked? Kanate Didn't he pick up one?
0: Uh,
1: got booked. Bradley. Joe Gomez got booked right at the end for stopping a free kick. Bradley got booked. Uh, just to check the others.
2: McAllister? What did he get booked for? On eighty
0: one? McConnell, obviously. McConnell's completely understandable. Oh yeah, yeah, Mc- yeah. yeah. Gomez McAllister, Bradley.
2: They only get their second one, Cole Palmer, in... Oh, yeah, because he, he kicked like uh, someone who was running clear through in like 120 minutes plus two stopping time.
0: So it's literally only what chill one.
2: That's <laughs> madness. But, but, they, just, they just got all their fouls out early on, wasn't it? They should have been yellows. But the ref is like, oh, but maybe he's done that. Yeah, if they do another one of those, I'll get them. But they just referee, yeah. they, they, they got to play the rest of the game with the freedom of not having a yellow that they should have
0: had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that referee is culpable for, for what happens to bitch. Yeah. He, he literally is. Because, it, 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 I mean, fucking hell, can I say that doesn't even get booked anyway for for what happens to bitch. But, uh, you know. The, I don't know. I, I don't know how extent letters. it is. I've seen it from different angles and um, some it does, some it doesn't, but he's, he, he's a reckless guy, Shane said.
2: He's I, not I, looking. The... He's not looking at Gravenberg. He's actually not looking, but it could only be him or he'd be the main suspect on a pitch who could injure someone like that because he's just so fucking careless. Like, Did you see what he did against uh, City a couple of weeks ago when the ball was on mm-hmm. the ground between the player's <laughs> legs? I, and he was already on a yellow and he just goes fucking, <laughs> he just goes in, studs up, gets the ball, which is what gets him away, and just fucking, I can't remember who was on the ground, it might have been Foden, he just fucking like plants the leg onto them, but because he gets enough of the ball, it's like not a foul. It's just a mental fucking thing to do in, in that scenario. Is the tackle equivalent of like Nunez's finish at Brentford. It's just like, you could have done lots of different things, and there's going to be a positive outcome, but you've gone for this fucking mad high variance fucking one where there was like no need to, but you got style points, or in this case fucking dirt points, you know, for Fucking
0: leaving one in on someone. No, I mean I I thought the uh, Norgard one on on Jota was a booking as well. I don't think it was a red or anything, but I mean the fella goes fucking, When he falls
2: cool. on him. He what? just fucking flies
0: into him, knocks him down. And then falls complete body weight on his knee. Like I I understand people people's arguments is, oh yeah, well it shouldn't be it shouldn't be purely, you know, result bias. I kind of get that. But it is. But, but, it it is, is, but, but it is. Yeah, but it
2: is. <laughs> yeah. Hyun Min Son doesn't get the red card for the Andre Gomez tackle if he doesn't break his leg. But because yeah. he's broken his leg, it's a red card. Oh, they should have got a red, red card breaking his fucking leg. Because he cried, wasn't that
0: it? <laughs> it, it was like yeah. the Pascal strike one on, on, um, on Elias as well.
2: He fucking yeah. broke his ankle. But it wasn't a red card tackle. But because he breaks his ankle, therefore it is. But but you know, what
0: <laughs> would you rather have red card or broken ankle? You know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, I don't really I don't really agree with that side of things. And the, the fact that it happens, I understand. But like Norgard going careening into Jota is dangerous play, and the result of that dangerous play was him now being out for months, and he didn't even get a booking. And it's it's the same with the Caicedo thing. So now we've got two players out. Luckily, it it seems that Doug Gravenberg isn't as long as you you know we we feared. But like fuck me, it's happened twice in two weeks now. But but on the bones of our ass as it is like, I, I, yeah I, I I it's never going to change. Is it? Roughly, is sick of fucking? talking about referees but people banging on about var and not the accountability of players being put at risk by shite refereeing like it's it's bookings that piss me off more than like red cards because as you said those players should be on the booking for the rest of that fucking game that influences so much they them being on the booking like they won't go into tackles they won't stop transitions they've got a free license to go and just stop a transition because they're not on the booking and that's you're more
1: likely, you're more at threat of being sent off for getting a booking for pettiness or ragging with a ref than you are for hurting someone. That's just how, it, how it's become. You, you're guaranteed to get a yellow card pretty much for ragging with a ref. Um, but for making someone go off injured, it's whatever the ref thinks at the
0: time. It, it, it wait, just wait, seems wait. like there's... We don't know what is what anymore, do we? And that isn't a VAR problem. Well, it is a bit of a VAR problem because obviously there's grey areas within VAR. But, I mean, just on the pitch, just yellow cards and stuff, basic things. Nobody knows what is what. That isn't a VAR problem. And that's what's getting all of this the attention. I think mean, kind of rightly so at the minute. But there's all, all, like, yeah, the yellow card thing has kind of sent me out of my mind for the last, like, three months. Because, yeah, I just think that does impact games so much. I have seen it where players should have got a booking earlier in the game. I think it might have been in Chelsea at home. And it might have been Chilwell, maybe. But they should have got booked earlier in the game. And then they have... Oh, was it Arsenal? It might have been Arsenal. And then they just stop an attack and take the booking then. <laughs> when they shouldn't have been able to do that. That stops a goal-scoring opportunity later in the game. And yeah, it's 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 just a yeah, it's a nonsense for me. Oh, we've
2: got um, new cards now, though, so
0: that's gonna oh, that's oh nice. fucking hell! I've seen the amount of fouls since that announcement. I've gone, is that a blue card or oh, like it's just gonna yeah, it's gonna make things so much worse. <laughs> and it's seven
1: v seven in Liverpool <laughs> against Arsenal. Just go with Dunez, just play every position.
0: Oh well, Arsenal oh. Are gonna be fucked. Like we we, we were watching it, weren't we? We were watching that um Newcastle game, Blaine, and it was like. Uh, th- these don't fail unless it's like a little shit house that <laughs> transition kind of foul. and that that's all they do. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, moving on to something I guess a bit more happy. Well, oh, like, depends what you define. Um, I guess Forest is a bit of a similar situation to Southampton, but I mean, I guess we can look at just look beyond for us the season ahead as a whole in kind of vague entirety um, Blaine does this does 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 this have any impact in your belief that you know we're going to do it we're going to live up to your pre-season prediction and win the
1: league <laughs> well the, the the final have any uh, impact on it uh, yeah not really if I'm being really honest I don't think it has much impact in terms of because a lot of the players, I think it gives them belief, and I think it will give them a massive boost to have won it. I, I, weirdly, think we're in a nice position where either way, even if we lost it, there's so much mitigation around it; it wouldn't have derailed us too much in the long term. Maybe in the short term, it would have done, and it might that boost might just give everyone a bit more in the legs to carry on and keep going. Uh, but for me, the the it's just when we get to that international break in a good position. Now, I think if you beat Southampton, you can move that Everton game on. After that, and you'll have two league games then in, in the before the international break Forest and City. And four to six points from them, too. Um, you're still pretty much be top of the league, guaranteed, maybe behind on goal difference. And then getting everyone back for the last 10. I think if we get, if we get there, then I'll be really confident. But it's a big ask.
0: I think that's the game sneaky matchup, don't Say again. Make that Southampton game sneaky, like big. Yeah, because yeah, it does. we really don't want to play Everton away before that international day. No.
1: no, um, and you you're just looking at it. If you can get, there's so many players who are rumored to be in and around being back then. Uh, if you look at Trent Allison Jones, maybe um, even Bicevic chotter, maybe in and around then as well. If you, that you're talking like half a team worth of players coming back as well as the obviously the other three who were closer. But if you can get in and around there and then tackle that last bit of the season after the international break, then I'd be very confident. But this is the crunch time now, and it, really? Every game at the minute feels like it's on a on a bit of a tightrope.
0: Yeah, Shane, your belief has that changed?
2: Well, um, just because uh, you said about the everything bit, is like you don't want to be playing them... Uh, you don't want to be playing them uh, there right, before the international break, but do you want to be playing them... It'd be like second last game of the season. Yeah. <laughs> on the Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I Uh, should sure, they're fucking safe now, anyways, with the penalty points penalty reduction, but um, um, they've got to get another one. Yeah, let's see. But uh, about the final, um, it did remind me when you said that there is kind of uh, you could call it like a soft curse of winning the league cup final, and it's I'd say particularly in Liverpool case, um. I remember I read a piece, it must have been before the 2022 final. and it, Actually, no, no, it was actually, it was before the 2012 League Cup final. To me, I can't tell if I read something two years or 12 years ago. Um, But it was it was basically like, um, it was before in 2012 we win the League Cup. It made reference to the 2003 League Cup final when Liverpool won it, beat United in a game where... United actually like went 1-0 up early. United battered them all game and hit them on the breakaway and might Long 2-0. And they were like, y- you think like win the League Cup, is that going to kick you on for the rest of the season? And what happened in O two 2 3 was the season imploded. It had been like not a good team that was getting results all season better than the performances and won the League Cup. And then the season kind of nosedive. Julier was, I think he was, he's either still absent or he was in and out with his health problems. Phil Thompson was like, interim manager head coach and that was kind of like the beginning of the end for julia he eventually leaves at the end of next season after we scrape champions league and then 2012 we win the league cup final and i'm pretty sure around then we were like we'd had a okay not great season we kept hitting the fucking the woodwork and it was it was kenny's full season and then after we win the league cup you think we're going to kick on and the league form just prayers and we end up finishing eight and losing out the FA Again, it was kind of prioritising the Cups as well a little bit. We end up losing that to Chelsea. And then uh, 2022 for us, we win the League Cup and we go on to win the FA Cup. And then we get Champions League final and just narrowly lose out and we lose the league on the last final of the season. So I can't just say like, oh, had we had we lost the League Cup or had we not gone as far in the League Cup, we wouldn't have won it or, or we would have done better than the others. You, you can't really say one way or another, although... I maintain the biggest factor in that season was AFCON killing our two best fucking players' legs for the rest of the season because Salah in particular didn't look the same. Um, And the other League Cup curse, very quickly to recap on that, is Birmingham win it against Arsenal and then go on to be relegated in 2011. So there's that kind of, like, nothing that means anything, but it's like teams who win the League Cup don't always necessarily go On to do great things. I'm sure you could like point out like the city domestic trebles, like <laughs> to counter <And> that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, just have
2: emotions
0: of the last five years every
1: time it, well, win the league.
2: Yeah, to actually answer your question, I actually think the biggest legacy is kind of what I said earlier is that we can more freely we can be more emboldened to um throw the kids in to uh, we they would have been thrown in Southampton, anyways. But if we're short of body or if we're 50-50 on a Nunes or a Salah and we're going away to Sparta Prague in, is it a week and a half's time? I'm saying, I would have been saying it anyways, because you know me, I'll always fucking lash the kids in to save legs for the league or other competitions I deem more worthy. Um, But I'd be like, let's put it this way now. If we're going away to Sparta Prague in the first leg, if we have to start two or three of McConnell... um, Clark and Dan because for now I still consider them new players Bradley has just been so good so quick and has actual first team experience albeit in League 1 you kind of even just forget Bradley's a youth team player now same with Kwanzaa they've like yeah. they've shown enough Rob quality Kwanzaa enough, weekend, enough quality like, or enough minutes the yeah, put them on a team sheet now you don't even really think about it like Kwanzaa started how many league games a season and it, it's been fine so, so it's more like um, yeah I'm more comfortable lashing them in maybe even for a league game you know um, you, you you can feel more confident in them in case this injury crisis doesn't necessarily get worse, but if it just doesn't improve that much, you know, if if we're relying on Dan's, let's say Dan's has, to, let's say one of McConnell, uh, Dan's or Clark probably won't have to start against City, but they might be our only options off the bench. At least now, if they have to come on against City, fucking nightmare scenario. But if they're coming on, I'm at least like, yeah, fucking come on, let's 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 give it a go. You know, like it's it's not um. Just just after the rest of the season when we're gonna need every fucking swing and dick that we have because we just everyone's like injured all the time. Just yeah, having having some of the having just, the squad's kind of grown in the sense like, you know, they're yeah. they're not just names on the bench, they're actual options that we can bring on and they can play a pass, they can keep the ball, they know what it is to pen a team in because they've done it in a cup final in Wembley. So um yeah, I, I think that's like the massive thing that could have whatever about what they go on to achieve in their careers at Liverpool or elsewhere, what they can contribute for the rest of the season, I'm, I'm kind of... I, I think that I think that could be massive, and we could be talking about in a few months, the cameo that one of them makes a way to forest or someone, you know, you, you never know. So I think that's like the massive opportunities that creates, um, could be the real legacy of, of the League Cup final and and beyond.
0: Yeah, I mean, personally, I've got this... I feel quite a bit of momentum. It, it, it does feel... Reminiscent of the quote unquote quadruple season, even though we didn't win the quadruple, but we just called the quadruple season because that's kind of what dominated it a couple of years ago. um, Where, I mean, let's be honest, if we go on a run like we did at the end of that season, this season we win the league. Yeah. Um,
1: I think the thing is when when everyone's back well I'll say everyone
0: but when you've got even if you had
1: five more players now, you've got a really, really deep squad in terms of like your options Every like you've got five attackers plus like an Elliot who can come in or someone else. You've got a midfield where you've got Endor McAllister, you might even have Bisesic in, Elliot, Davenberg, Spozzeleye, McConnell, Clark as backups, you and even defensively, you've got so many options. It's just getting to a point where we got back. And, and and you've got the opportunity as well, even though we'll have tons of games where you can give someone 60 and throw someone on and feel like you've, you're fine in doing it. Um, it's just, obviously, now that City game feels huge. But if you can beat Forest. City kind of takes care of itself, doesn't it? So, I think, meet Southampton, beat
0: Forest and then deal with what that comes on. That fortnight out. where we play City and Arsenal play City is just gargantuan. I think like, it's yeah. longer just
1: because of the international. League.
0: I think they play Manchester. Like, but that it's that's just everything. Like, I I think that pretty much will decide the title. Um,
1: we got no hope for United this weekend, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's funny. You,
1: you feel
2: like you feel like we could stick any. You feel like any one of the kids, Clark or McConnell. Maybe McConnell is the more natural midfielder. Clark feels like kind of a a tweener between midfield and attack but um, I don't know does he play like number 10 in the U teams or what but um, you feel like you could throw any of them in alongside Endo and McAllister for like say Forrest away and will manage. I think like Dan's even though he's we said he looks more physically ready I think it's harder to have kind of an impact as a forward player at the top level unless you're really special so I think that's where we'd be more like Salah and Nunes are apparently the two closest coming back and maybe Sabah's so if you get them back, and then you can have kids, just kind of maybe fill in one of the front three if you need to. Just, 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 getting those goals back into the team, I think, would be the the only team because that was I was thinking. Chelsea said we look like we we're only going to score off set pieces, whereas you need think, your actual quality forwards think, to, know, to help you off
1: time. I think the first ninety minutes looked like we could score an open play. Do you not think? And
0: then he got an open play in extra time, by the way.
1: Yeah, but i, I mean been saying that we. we I think I only thought set pieces was kind of an only option in in extra time. In normal time, I thought we could score from open play. Not in the last fifteen.
2: Not yeah, yeah me I mean, what what were the chances we had apart from Gappo? Uh,
1: Gap what in the game? We have the one where Bradley's blocked, where we play it around a bit too much in the middle. Elliot, Elliot has a couple but, in the box, but,
2: but that's uh, where I mean, like um, like I know we beat Luton four one, but do you remember that first half where? We were just working it into positions so much, but, but Diaz like Diaz and Gakpo are like the two leagues threatening of the senior forwards, and they're the two that we have left. And then like if it has to be Elliot or a kid in alongside them, there's just not enough like cutting edge. Like, like Gakpo can do the. Uh, I really like uh, Dave's like shout about him being the new Riki where he'll get a goal out of nothing, and he kind of gets that chance. Uh, to head off the post out and then I can't remember too much else he does in the game. Whereas <laughs> Diaz is just a constant outlet. However frustrating, he's still always showing us, always getting us up the pitch, oh. always being an outlet.
1: I think like not what we were saying. I think we won't. I don't think even if you know, are shocked, but it was kind of like if that was the last game of the season. I think I think Nunes and Salah would at least have been on the bench, of not starting. I think the the talk of them not being ready for Saturday. They'll, they'll I guarantee you. At least one of them starts on Saturday. Gary Nunez looked
0: fit, didn't he?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking well, mowing. Man. Everybody's talking about him mowing down. Like he nearly sends Jones down the steps. An underrated part of that clip, which the official club account have now posted with the fucking racehorse music. He actually starts inside of Salah on the row of seats, but he just suddenly gets out of the concrete steps <laughs> when Salah Sala's trying to get out as well. But Salah just disappears. I think like Nunez either just like. Knocks him down to a seat, or just, like pushes him to the salad just disappears in the fucking <laughs> the, the the Luna's whirlwind.
1: Him and subas like both vault the holding thing over as well, which could have ended really badly. I mean, so, so someone get injured while being injured. <laughs> could and you was, like,
0: imagine? mean, me and Shane watched the Super Bowl, and that literally happened in the Super Bowl. Like he he oh, went yeah. to run on the pitch to celebrate and tore his Achilles.
2: And it was it was a fuck. He was like fucking Nunez. He was leaping around the place <laughs> yeah, all day. Yeah. And he and he was so excited to. It was his team's turn to get back on the pitch. He's so excited to get back on. He fucking tears his Achilles. Hasn't that happened in football before? Hasn't someone like got injured celebrating?
1: Or... Yeah, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. before
2: my flat, I'm sure it was.
0: Yeah, I fucking tore his Achilles celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna like get
1: injured celebrating on Sunday
0: too. For... I'm shocked you didn't get injured <laughs> celebrating on Sunday. <laughs> You were throwing some fucking shape here. Yeah. Oh, no. He
2: he the he was the new name, let's be honest. He, <laughs> yeah. if, anyone was, if anyone was dishing out injuries, it was Blaine. If you didn't wear the Blaine
1: train, could look too. Yeah. I just I just saw flat when that when that goal that disallowed. That's oh, it gave them such working. a lift,
2: didn't it? Like Chelsea actually yeah. needed to play it better for
1: fans he's that disallowed goal,
0: but I got all flat.
2: All worth it. All worth it in the end.
0: Yeah, when when we scored, I just kind of looked up and I just saw my cousin just kind of balancing towards me. <laughs> Fucking blame like, no on.
2: No one, no one in the beer garden even watched the last three minutes of the game. It was like someone. It was just a girl that like stood in front of the screen with a flare. You couldn't even see the screen anymore. Uh, you know, it was like it was a really good like. Effort to recreate while it's like a match day, if someone lets off a flare in front of you, and you just can't see the rest of the game, it was like, yeah, no, no one wants to watch. I was, locking in. I was like, you know, clear this. Clear people, everyone's just fucking. Half the people aren't even looking anymore. They, they think it's
1: one. They thought it's gold goal to goal or something. Like when you rewatch, I rewatched Sex for Simon you kind of when when you rewatch something, you kind of can remember pretty much everything that happened because it was so fresh. But the only bit I couldn't remember is after the goal. I didn't, I didn't have a clue what happened after the goal.
2: Lapped out. So you were you were in the, you were you were gone next door. <laughs> yeah, no, someone's he was there.
0: on that balcony above us. <laughs> oh, um. Right. Anyway. Um. Shane, I think you need to shoot off soon. So we'll finish it there. Um. Hopefully, we should be back next week after Forest to look ahead to
2: Prague. is it next week?
0: Yeah. Um, Tons of games. Yeah, to, look at, to Prague, Prague, and, and, uh, Prague
2: and some other game,
0: and yeah, some other not not yeah not as not as big as not as big as Sunday. Um. So yeah, we'll
2: be back next week. Thanks for listening as ever, and goodbye. Hope the Reds.